Alex Furlong is about to die. And enter the year 2009, where immortality is only a heartbeat away. Where money can buy anything. Shouldn't you consider an alternative body? I'm sorry to deceive you. Including life itself. Why me? Why don't they just grab somebody who's alive now? Take a look at these people, Alex. They've lived half their lives with the ozone layer. Tell me who's behind all this. I'm sorry. I can't tell you that. He died, Jewel. Someone paid to bring him back. I watched you die. Welcome to my mind. Don't resist. Lose your mind. And you can live forever. Jack. All right, uh, go ahead, guys. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is the first week of TikToktober. All time travel, all the time travel. Everybody's here virtually because why would you miss it? We're at our own houses. That's true. Movie the Podcast coming at you live, recorded in your face. <clears throat> recorded in your face live live, live. <laughs> not recorded uh recorded i don't know no not recorded from the past recorded we recorded live. we recorded we recorded the recording yeah in front of a live house audience yeah <laughs> we need a house uh, band what do we watch this week gogs jesus Christ. we watched free jack a movie that happened it's got bone jackers and free jackers and uh, a, a timeless Rene Russo uh, yeah. and slop and guns and open wheel racing. It's got everything <laughs> you want, nothing you don't. Slop and guns. <laughs> All thriller, no filler. Free jack. Yes, indeed. We did it. <laughs> we certainly did. Did you say all filler, no thriller? Which one did I say? Oh, I fixed my 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 uh, audio problem. It was on my end. Perfect. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. I don't know what I said. I don't ever know what I'm saying. Did What'd I you say- watch this week, TJ? Uh, thank you, Gogs. Uh, I watched um, one thing. I watched huh. the, I watched the movie on Netflix called The Endless, uh, which actually could have fit in this month. It has like time, like it's like time. It takes time. Is a time loop count in TikToktober? Like all these people are stuck in a time loop. I'd argue a time loop counts, but yeah, they're all stuck so. in like individual time loops. Like this would be a fun movie for Gogs to watch because I feel like he could make because he's good at boiling down the premise of a movie and making it sound really interesting. Like oh. this movie is um, well. First of all, it's about it's about these two brothers. Two brothers. That uh, they they get out of this death cult. This like it's a very like Heaven's Gate kind of cult, and they get out. And then the one brother uh like wants to go back, 
and they they finally agree to go back. He's like, look, if you just go back, and we'll stay for one weekend, it'll get it out of your system. Like, we'll just go. And then, like, he got a cheat. He's having a cheat week for a cult, <laughs> basically. And then, like, like, sh- like, shit kind of goes down. Like, everything's weird. You find out that like this cult, uh, like worships this like. I don't know, like Elder God in the woods, and then like people get stuck in these time loops. And problem, the movie is like tired. Like, it, first of all, the movie I think is only like an hour and uh, like an hour and forty minutes. It feels like it goes. The endless is a warning. I mean, this movie goes on and on and on. the The problem is the acting's really bad, hmm. and uh, the the two leads, the two brothers, are horrendous. And then I like looked it up, and it's like, well, they're the writers. And the director—that's why. Like they, they're not actors. They wrote the they wrote the one guy wrote the screenplay and directed it. And the other guy was the executive producer. So, so is, this like, the, is this the opposite of the movie you watched last week, where the acting was bad, but the, or the acting was good, but the story yeah. was bad? And this is like the story is decent, but the acting is terrible. Yeah, the premise, like the, again, like the premise, like I always like cult stuff. I always find cult stuff interesting. And, like, the premise is kind of cool, and then, like, you introduce this kind of, like, cosmic horror aspect to it, and, like, obviously, I like that kind of stuff. But, like, the movie just drags and drags and drags, and when they finally, they finally introduce, like, the MacGuffin of the movie, which, again, is the fucking, the, like, everyone's stuck in time loops, and you can't, like, interrupt their time loop, because then that'll, like, fuck up the universe. Like, by the time it gets to that, it's so, it's, like, almost done. And, like, I don't know. I was struggling to find reasons to care about the movie. I, I really didn't like it at all. I own I, this movie on Blu-ray, and I've never opened it. Oh, you own it? Yeah, it was, like, six bucks, and it got really good. It, I think it got really good reviews. People like, have been general. talking to me about watching this movie since it came out. I think it came out, like, 2015. Like, the and two I, directors I two directors did, did, like, they did a VHS segment together. Like, that, that oh, anthology. Which one? Which one? Uh, Bone Storm? I don't remember what that one was. Are you sure it's not Blood School? Was it in in VH? Was it in the viral VHS viral? Oh, I never saw that. I think that's the third one, right? But these two cats, like I'm looking at them on fucking VH- VHS one is VHS, and I think VHS two is called VHS two. So I never these saw two, like palette swaps of each other. <laughs> yeah, they look like they look literally like a generic white man, and that's their yeah. other problem. Like when they get to the cult, and I thought they were going to make that into like a thing. Because they all kind of look the same, like the cult members and them, and I thought it was going to be like a like a reason for that. And no, it's just generic casting. They, they look also, like they're developed by Bethesda. Also, it's funny to me. Like, so there's this plot point early on in the movie, right, where um, they go back to the cult, and the bro- the one brother like is flirty with this one girl that's in the cult. Um, I just I can't think of the actress's name, but she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in Under the Silver Lake, and she's been in other things. She's very attractive. Kaylee but, Hernandez, Callie well, Hernandez. I mean, you could name any name. I don't know her name, so it doesn't. You know what I mean? will on with a bit. <laughs> <That fit. laughs> um, but anyway, like she's very attractive, and like the the one brother's like flirting with her, and like they go back to their room, and he's like, "Well, you know, she's like." she's like 20 years younger than you or 20 years older than you. And he's like, how is that possible? He's like, I don't know. That's just how they are. They, they stay in the woods and they don't age. And it's like, they don't like that just gets like walked over. Like they haven't been in this cult for 20 years and everybody looks exactly the same. And it's like, who cares? It's like, well, yeah, of course. But like, it it was like, they just said that. And it's just like, it's just like, Oh, whatever. And then there's like a subplot where they try to make it seem like maybe the, the older brother 
is like crazy and really was in control of the cult, but they dropped that in like five minutes. Like there's like so many elements of this movie that could have been decent, but like, I don't know. It just fell short. Also, like I, I know the movie's like super low budget, but like how much can it possibly be to shoot guns that have like muzzle flash? Cause they do like the, the CGI adding the muzzle flash Oof. to guns and it looks just... so fucking bad. It looks like fucking the cutscenes in the command and conquer from like 1991. Like it just looks all, or like, uh, was that game the arcade area 51 like, <laughs> oh. like, like the like gun animation yeah. explosions like it looks so bad like what about revolution x <laughs> revolution music is the, is the weapon uh yeah so i watched the endless i also watched a bunch of um uh raised by wolves i'm almost done that show that show is fantastic i highly recommend it what is that i'm not familiar with that it's on hbo uh max it's a sci-fi show produced by ridley scott oh <laughs> Ugh, ugh. Um, I'm glad you guys could see that on video. Uh, it's um, it's like I think I, I feel like I already talked about it a little bit on the show, but that it's like in the far, far distant future, like there was this war uh, that basically destroyed the earth. Earth was divided by uh, religion. There was like believers and non-believers, and they were like the last remnants of humanity. Um, the believers shot themselves off in this ark to like try to find another planet to live on. Whereas the atheists had nothing left, but they're like these robots that they shot off to out in the fucking galaxy or whatever. And they had a bunch of embryos and then the robots were going to start a new society with these embryos. I think Um, we're going to be talking about this now, but they fucked up and they kept all the kids kept dying. And I, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but it's good. And then like, what's interesting is like, you think you kind of know the premise. Like, they keep throwing you curveballs. Like, you, you, you kind of think you have a grasp on the story. Like, every episode they throw you something, and you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Like, that was interesting. Like, that's an interesting twist. There's a lot of, like, cool little little tweaks that they do in the show. Like, it's, it's solid writing. I like the concept. I like the fucking... It's like that that sci-fi that's, like, so far into the future, things have kind of reverted. Because, like, the the church of soul that's their that's the religious people like their outfits kind of look like medieval outfits almost like it's cool it's a cool show i dig it i dig it a lot the the main actress the chick that plays like the head robot is really cool the guy that plays the uh the the human protagonist he was in that show vikings which i never watched he kind of looks like the guy that was the bad guy in logan um he's good like it's a good show i i dig it I'm almost done. They have all the episodes up on HBO now, uh, or HBO, whatever the fuck it's called, HBO Max. Um, yeah, whatever they changed it to this week. Right. Well, it was, they did the same thing that fucking Amazon's doing with the boys, where it was week to week, but it's all, ugh, it's all over. It's all, the show's done now, so you can watch, I think it's like eight episodes. And I only got like two more to go, but it's very good. Uh, and then I pass the mic to out. Uh, I watched two things. Two Alan, things dude. that uh, that I've we've talked I've already talked at length about in the past. Uh, MacGruber, the movie's tremendous. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get much better than that, except maybe the other movie I watched was this hot, which is Hot Rod, which yeah. is also tremendous. I just, saw both I just watched baggers. Hot Rod like like an hour ago. <laughs> like solid films. Yeah, they're both just like out of this world hilarious. For different are they, reasons. Are they both? Are they both? Um, Lorne Michaels SNL movies. 
Uh, he produced them both. Those are two. Those are probably two of the better ones. Oh, I think yeah, I would say MacGruber's. Aside from Wayne, aside from Wayne's World, MacGruber's probably the best uh, SNL movie. I like uh, Ladies Man. I know I'm kind of on island with that, but I was it? Um, did the did the Blues Brothers count? Uh, I don't know. Was was they an SNL S- sketch? That was an that was an SNL bit. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, do you like stunts? How about terminally ill stepfathers? <laughs> I'm gonna nurse you back to health, and then I'm gonna beat you to death. What's the part where Chris Bardell's like? It's Calvin pissing on. <laughs> is he pissing on a TV and an FM radio? Yeah, he's, I like to imagine that Calvin had sex the night before and has a little bit of semen still in his penis. So when he's it. peeing, it sends it into two separate streams. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is amazing. That whole movie's amazing. Apparently, it was the original. I was just reading about it. It's uh, sorry, I got distracted. Arby's has a prime rib burrito now. What? Dear God. (laughs) There's a lot Um, of words you just said. It was originally, it was written by uh, Pam Brady, and it was uh, supposed to be a Will Ferrell movie. But then uh, I guess it got put in development hell or whatever, and uh, Lonely Island took it and rewrote the whole thing. Wow. Why do I know Pam Brady? That name sounds She works on uh, South Park, doesn't she? That's why, yeah, and she did uh, Hamlet 2, which is funny. That is uh, funny. I don't know if anybody's seen Hamlet 2, but it's very funny. I'm not. Yeah, it's a, that Hamlet 2 is it's unique. It's funny. It's It yeah. takes a certain mindset to like it. I enjoyed it. Um, That's it. Sean? Uh, I watched two things. Two, two things. things? I watched uh, Bill and Ted, the new one, and it was it was cute. Like, it was a really, like, kind of yeah. sweet, uh, totally inoffensive movie. Yeah. Uh, everybody was good in it. Like, uh, a lot of cameos from, like, current people. Like, uh, Kristen Shaw plays Lucas's daughter. Um, Agent Smith's niece plays one of the kids. The kids are, like, they did a really good job casting the two daughters as, like, kind of miniature Bill and Ted's. Oh, the, 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 the Ted's daughter is uh, Hugo Weaving's daughter? In real life, you said, no, no um, Bill's daughter, who's named after Ted, is oh, sort right. of Hugo Weaving's niece. But if you look, you can really tell. Oh, Samara, uh, yeah, I yeah. actually put it just put it together that her last name is. I had no idea that they're huh. related. Yeah, I never. Oh wow, <laughs> she's okay. in a bunch of shit. Samara, she's the babysitter. She's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in that awful Guns Akimbo movie that I watched a few weeks ago. It's a uh, the only like kind of negative about the movie is. In the first one, they used historical figures, so it didn't really matter what the like historical pre kind of uh, photograph for the most part historical figures, so it didn't really matter what they looked like. But now they've got a uh, Louis Armstrong and Jimi Hendrix, and uh, they did a really bad job casting them. Like it's not even funny, like how bad they are. Yeah, the the Louis Armstrong guy was pretty awful. <laughs> but uh, Kid Cudi shows up as this weird kind of like. Uh, Physicist, like amateur physicist, like he's good. Uh, Sadler's great. They kind of like double up on the Sadler character though, because they have an evil robot that chases them, and he kind of turns out to be part of the team. What a la Sadler in the second one, but 
you know, they're minor complaints, and it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I love those guys. I love those movies. Um, it's like decidedly not cynical. No. So it was kind of nice. And then I watched a movie I thought I liked, but turned out I don't really like that. Uh oh. The town. Oh, I'm gonna put this whole. So you put the whole town I, I in your rear view. Fucking town in my rear view, kid. Um, it's not good. And like, I remember it being a lot more like heat, but kind of the action scenes are really sparse. Uh, or the amount of action scenes is kind of sparse, I should say. And there's something about Ben Affleck in that phase of his career where he doesn't strike me as like towny scumbag. I know they have to like say he's some kind of hockey star or something. That's why he looks like that. But he's this like statuesque, six foot four, beautiful man standing next to Jeremy Renner who looks like a legit scumbag. Renner's yeah. really good. Um, I remember I, liking the movie. I just didn't like the ending. But yeah, the ending's really bad and it has a lot of problems. John Hamm's good in it. But it's it's real boilerplate. I would say if you're gonna watch a Ben Affleck directed Boston crime movie, watch Gone Baby Gone because his brother is the lead and he's not in it, so the movie's automatically better. And that same Boston fat white rappers in both of them, he's great. But uh, yeah, uh, Pete Postlewaite, R.I.P. shows up in the town. I forgot he's in that. He's like the florist, the crime boss. I don't. Uh, yeah, I barely remember that movie. Like, I feel like it's not that old, right? Yeah, I remember liking it too. 2010. Yeah, I mean, I feel like so many movies we've seen have done this better, and it's just kind of like once you get past all the like same kid every five seconds, which I enjoy. Like, there's not really much to it. Watch any other The Fighter if you just want to get that. Like, I enjoy a good like New England accent fest. But yeah, I don't know, this just, but you don't like The Departed, do you? N- uh, not particularly. Like, I like. The Infernal Affairs. I think The Departed has its moments, but it's like I read a Martin Scorsese movie. It's six and a half hours long, and it's like super bloated and like very on the nose about everything. But I think everybody in that movie is good, except for Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I'd agree. And then I passed the mic to God. Um, I watched three things. I guess. Shit. Um, you guess? Well. There's math involved. I watched two oh, things shit. completely, and I watched two half things. Um, so uh, of the things I watched completely, I did end up subjecting myself to Rob Zombie's uh, 31. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, buddy. Buddy, <sighs> why? With fuckhead and suckhead and pyramid Dude. head. Oh, yeah. man. That I'm starting so to, like, like some feel, right? Like, why are you subjecting yourself so, to this? So, <laughs> I don't know. I, like... <laughs> I really, I think, and I gotta go watch it again. I really you think watch I like too. <laughs> no, but that's, a, that, that's another one you'll need. I, keep, I think I really like the Devil's Rejects. I really do think I like the Devil's Rejects, but I can't anchor on to another Rob Zombie movie that is any good. He hasn't like, made one that's any good. I didn't Devil's. like. I didn't like House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, um, I did not like uh, Ghost of Salem. I did not like the Halloween remake. I did not like Thirty One. Which gods? Which Halloween is it where they go back and William Forsythe fingered Michael Myers when he was a kid? That's the first one, I think. Okay. That's the Halloween reboot. Gotcha. You should watch the second one. At least the second one's fucking weird. Like, well, the second like, one's insane. Like Paul Rudd cursing Michael Myers six 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 Halloween weird. No, it's like weird. Like he's trying to make an art movie and he just fails hilariously. It's much more entertaining. Well, I feel like a lot of his movies. Well, this one, nah, this one's not like trying to make an art movie. This movie's like, 
I don't think I've ever cared less about characters. Like I cared more about the characters in that Lords of Salem movie, and I didn't give a shit about them. Yeah, like, but, but you had like a murder little person, and like all his other like like stupid hallmarks that he loves you. But like he doesn't like I, he doesn't do anything with it. Like it's no. so like there's like a half a there's like, like there's half a scene where he's I guess like one of the two chainsaw clowns. Yeah, is saying something like, "Hey, you know, we're doing this against our will. Like, we don't want to." If that had been true, like if he had done anything with that, or like at the very end, if Sherry Moon Zombie became part of like the menagerie of killers yeah. or something, yeah. I'd be like, "Okay, there's a little something here." Yeah, but it was like just just nothing. It was. The, what's the premise? Refresh my memory. I so been a it's, this, it's a group of like it's a group of like circus performers that are just in an RV. Like, there's no. There's no wagon train of circus following them, so I'm a little like they're carnies, right? <laughs> and and they're cruising through some whack town on their way to some other whack town, right? And and they uh get they get pulled over or they they stop to go. Uh, there's a bunch of like scarecrows and shit in the road, and they go to clear them out, and then a bunch of like fucking mimes and shit like slaughter like there's like eight of them they slaughter three of them the other five get to go to like a factory mansion and i'm not making that up like that's what it is <laughs> and uh fucking uh malcolm mcdowell and two old ladies like set them up for this survival game where they're all betting on them to like oh, yeah, it's like a win. Saw. it's like a saw type thing right? but it's also like running man where they keep calling in new fucking uh what do they call them in running man the the stalkers like yeah, stalkers. yeah yeah stalkers. yeah you started with sickhead and they all have dumb names and then like what's her name Sherry Moon Zombie I guess wins but then she doesn't because she faces down I forget what the guy's name is he's in another movie I watched so I should it's look Joe, it up it's it's the guy that played Joe Chill in uh, Nolan yeah, Joe Chill fucking he was also in from Doom. Doom yeah Doom, yeah um. he actually plays the Night King in Game of Thrones which I didn't know I had to look in, it up like, um, not uh, not all the time, just in like the, I, when the like the first two times the Night King showed up, he did it. Then some other dude yeah. did it. His name is where's his fucking name? Because he's in something. Is Richard Brake is his name? Oh, dude, I'm just remembering this. So the movie, correct me if I'm wrong, but the movie starts out with like a long ass like soliloquy from that guy, right? Like he's yeah, like, yeah, he's, guy he's, and, he's, and he's like talking about like horror movies or something. I remember like in like two minutes of that fucking movie, I was like. Oh god, this is gonna be bad. Yeah, it's yeah. just a professional cursing movie. It's real. It's real dumb. And then like, which one's, like is there's like Tom Noonan or somebody in it, and he's fucking a bunch of whores, and he gets a phone call like, "I'm done fucking this slut." Like, uh, who's the, who's like? Oh no, no, it's Richard. Richard breaks banging a whore when he gets called in to go finish off this group because they've already killed Sickhead and Dumb Dumb Face and all the other ones. Um. So there's a couple of little interesting, I guess, interesting bits of trivia. Um, two of the uh, two of the stalkers, I'll call them, Psychohead and Sexhead. Yeah. Uh, Psychohead. I'm not sorry. Psychohead. Deathhead. Deathhead and Sexhead. Deathhead is the tall nihilist from the Big Lebowski, <laughs> and Sex Sexhead is Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I love that movie. So do I. And I was like, wow, shit. Is it full of is, does this movie have as much hilarious hijinks? 
It's got less hilarious hijinks. This would have been, but I would like to see. I would like to see Rob Zombie. I say it like. Well, now we got to watch Three from Hell, right? Because then I have to see Three from Hell. Yeah, yeah. I I still haven't watched that yet, so I'll watch that with you if you want. I want to know what Rob Zombie would do with a Pee Wee property. Did anybody watch that like Super Bisto movie that he made? Whatever that is. No, I don't even know what that is. Wasn't that a cartoon or something? I think so. I didn't watch that. Also, the whole time you're talking about this, Gogs, it just makes me want some to make a good Hotline Miami movie. Right. Oh, my God, absolutely. Dude, fucking Rob Zombie's directed 23 things. How many of these are just videos? No, a bunch of those are music videos. He's only he's directed, like, seven films, I think. So he's done two things I've liked. He's done The Devil's Rejects, and he's done the fake trailer for Werewolf Women of the SS. Those yeah, that the was the only two things that he's done so far. <laughs> that I can say. you. That I that I can say that I I enjoyed. Um, so then the other things I watched was I watched another Robert Brake vehicle. Uh, I watched a uh, Death Machine, uh, which is I'm gonna say is superior to hardware. So come at me. Um, has everyone seen Death Machine? Uh, no. Sorry, Brad uh, Dorif. Brad Dorif is literally the yeah. biggest star in that movie. I, I've seen Death Machine. The cover of it has like the claw hand, like the it's claw like a hand, like coming out of water. Yeah, yeah, like, I've seen it. yeah. It is. It is fucking wacky. Like it's it's a it's it's bad. It is like it is terminally nineties. Like it is. Um, it might be the most nineties movie I've ever seen. It is like. It's up there with like, uh, is it is it hackers? What's that? It, it's it's like that. Um, if for those of you who haven't seen Death Machine, Death Machine's all about uh, uh, a company where Brad Dorif, I guess, is allowed to lock himself in the basement and decorate it however he wants because he's a psychopath that they recruited to make a death machine, and lo and behold, he does. And then this new girl shows up to fire his ass after he murdered other folk, and then he unleashes the death machine in the building. Uh, yeah, this is all happening at the same time that some. Uh, some I reviewed f- this movie on another podcast. That's oh, you why did? I, yeah, like a, like years ago, like two or three years ago, on uh, instant screaming. I don't even think they they do a show anymore. But yeah, I, it's I reviewed. It's fun though, right? It was it was really bad, uh, but I do remember like I mean again like it's we'll, bad, but it's fun. We'll like, talk about this a little bit later, but like it's it's the kind of bad that we on this show don't watch a whole lot. Like we don't watch the the like fun bad movies anymore. We just watch like shitty bad movies. Yeah, and it would fall into the more like fun bad movie category. Yeah, like it From, really it, like it like it's one of those movies that just sort of. It it knows exactly what it is, and it just leans all the way into it. It's not trying to be more or less. It's not trying to tell you. It's not trying to give you a message. Or if it is, they're just too dumb to know it. It's great. Like it's just fucking schlocky and nineties and just tropey as fuck. So yeah. shout out to Death Machine. Um, I, I love the fact that you are king of the king of schlock. Like you just <laughs> go through like these schlocky movies, like one after honestly, one. it's whatever algorithm. I've just been like stalking like Amazon Prime. It's whatever algorithm they've got. It's locked me in pretty good. Like we think you might like this, and like you're right, I might like it. <laughs> um, I mean, that's always like a chance, right? Right. Uh, so then the the two other half things I watched. I watched half of Clown Town, um, <laughs> which uh, is about 
uh, I guess these four kids that are going through Cleveland or Ohio or some shit, and they end up getting kind of marooned in a town with like three distinctly different types of horror clowns like stalking them, and it's awful. Um, it's so boring. You don't, you don't say a movie called Clown Town. Clown Town. Uh, no, it's like. There's like a there's like one kind of psychoy kind of clown. There's one kind of like, um, there's one like kind of like walk like Michael Myers like bulky, quiet stalkery kind of clown. And there's one that's kind of like a fancy boy, almost like a clockwork orange kind of clown. I'm like, you guys are just all over this thematically. Um, and I guess they don't make it out of the town, or maybe they do. Uh, maybe I'll watch the rest of it. I got about it's like eighty six minutes long, and I made it to like minute forty five, and I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you didn't want to stick around for the exciting conclusion of Clown, Clown Town, and then uh, I watched half of the Swarm, which is a movie about, I guess, super uh, super powered nuclear bees. Uh, no uh, cockroaches. Oh, oh, okay. Like, like eating dogs and shit to death, and like people to fuck, and uh, this a Fallout movie. I don't know. Yeah, like they're the not rad, rad the rad roaches. They're not that big, but like it's just um, it's from what year is it from? It's from 1978, uh, and it is not great. <laughs> you don't say. So, like I'm saying, I watched. Uh, I watched. Uh, ha- wait, no. Oh, wait. There's two of them. There's the swarm. From 1970 is a huge swarm of African bees. What the fuck did I watch? Is it just called Swarm? Maybe it's just called Swarm. Um, but it's uh, it's not great. It's <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I'll watch the rest of it. I don't know. It's if a movie about like super cockroaches just literally devouring everyone isn't isn't holding my attention, then. I, mean, I don't know what, what will. I mean, what will at this point, right? So, You're so desensitized, right? Like, I got to You got to get me from Jump Street. Like, I I sat through Slugs because. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's not called Swarm. It's called The Nest. The excuse Nest. Me. Okay. Excuse me, but it's um, it's not great. It's from 1988. Uh, it has no one in it. <laughs> and, uh, How experimental. Yeah, it's a very bold. <laughs> but uh, I'll just—I'm just, just going to continue down. Like customers who watch this also watch, so I'm just going to keep going down this road. So prepare, and you know, in the next couple of weeks, prepare to hear my reviews on things like Leviathan and Parasite. And we love Parasite. Parasite's a great movie. Mothers and the Alien Dead and the Nesting. <laughs> And oh boy, it's gonna be great. I feel like you're 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 over here making like a second podcast. Like you have enough <laughs> fodder for all like a whole other show. You're you know, I'm just like, like I've, I've, I found a groove, and I'm just like you know, let's just let's ride this out until I, I get tired of it. I I kind of respect this that like you you literally just like whatever 
Like whatever's put on my plate, I'm gonna eat it. Like I, whatever you put in front of me, I'm gonna watch it. It don't You're like some kind of like uh, horror movie Calvinist. It's like it's all predetermined. <laughs> I have no. Well, yeah, it, but I mean, it's been like. I mean, honestly, I like to rewatch the movies I love like over and over again. And I'm like, you know what? Let's 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 broaden our horizons. We're just broadening them in. <laughs> just watching a terrible direct possible. <laughs> yeah, like but it's Would, fun. I don't know that I'd consider the stuff you're watching broadening. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's things I haven't seen, right? Like, it's it's more. It's. More I mean, I can... yeah, you're seeing new things. Is it really expanding your your I, movie? I, I guess I don't know. I want to see I, how I, deep I... this pit goes. Quite frankly, like I want to know where the bottom is, and I think I'm let us know. Get... Let us know when you hit Shark Exorcist. I haven't seen that yet, but if it shows up, I'm also just kind of riding out this algorithm. So as long as if it shows up in the algorithm, then we're gonna get there. I mean, Shark Exorcist is great because it's only like an hour and five minutes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and 45 and, minutes and, of yeah. that is a post credit scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's on Tubi. Oh, it's it's bad. You weren't on that show, Gogs? I was not. Oh, lucky you. God damn. That was last. That was Sharktober. Oh, oh so bad. There's there's nobody in that movie. Holy smokes! Is that, wait, is that we, watched, we watched that a year ago? God, is that the one that's not even Trailer a, Park Boys. It's not even a real movie. It's just like it's no. just and somehow the guy it costs like two hundred fifty grand. It's, it's just something tax, like that tax shelter movie. It's just <laughs> concepts. Who's this Roni Jonah girl though? She's she can kind of get it. Nope, nobody in that movie can get it. Yeah, really. Possibly the shark. They don't. They don't deserve to get it based on the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. That's now that is an indictment. If you it's bad. It's so bad that you don't even get to deserve to get it. <laughs> it's real bad. Holy it's, shit! All right, it's horrendously bad. But anyway, that's that's everything I watched. All right, that's everybody. So let's get into what we watched this week, uh, which was Free Jack, mm. and. Um, Alec, what happened in this movie? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, so... <laughs> Emilio Estevez is a, is a Formula uh, race car driver. Nice. Gog's <laughs> <laughs> was like, as soon as the movie started, Gog's like, oh, he's an open-wheel driver. I was like, what does that mean? I don't know what that meant. I don't know nothing about racing. He's like... Uh, Jean Gerard. Yeah, he's like he's like Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. Sure. Um he is racing, I don't know, his first race? No. Before he's just doing it forever. He's like he's the best. <laughs> he's the best, but also a rookie. That's um, correct. That is true. He's like uh the first four weeks of Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> The greatest quarterback of all time, but also he's just playing his first games. It's like when Lightning um, showed up on the scene. Everybody loves him and everybody knows who he is, but he's also still looking for sponsors. Uh, he's also American, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I could name an American IndyCar driver if my life depended on it. <laughs> what about that guy that was in Fort Mario Andretti? Wasn't that guy that wasn't a... Uh... The fucking uh, the dude that uh, Batman played wasn't he American? He was pretty he... British though. He was oh, yeah. Welsh or British or something. <laughs> Shit. Ken well, the, movie, the movie was American though. What about Tony Stark? Yeah. What about Tony Stark? Oh yeah. 
I forgot about Tony Stark. <laughs> um, about Whiplash. Spoiler alerts. Emilio Estevez dies. His car or goes, explodes he? big time. Yo, it yeah. is the most spectacular. It's amazing. Like, dude, I'm just going to go out and say that this movie, like, the explosions in this movie are amazing. Like, there's so many of them. They, like, they, like, maxed out their explosion budget in this what, movie. What would you say that overpass is that he hits 30 feet in the air? <laughs> like, you no, know, I've seen, like, car wrecks. <laughs> in like indie racing and NASCAR racing, I've never seen a car just like wreck and fly straight in the air. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it's like, like it was like kind of like Hot Wheels plunger thing. <laughs> yeah, it was like drive. It was like driving up ninety five into the city and those like overpasses that are like forty feet above you. But yeah. he hit it in his indie car from like right in front of it. Um, car explodes. He's transported to the future by uh, Mick Jagger <laughs> who wants to steal his or get his body, his corpse because he's inject, a bone uh, jacker he's yeah, a bone and in, jacker this is a very to inject somebody else's brain into it yeah, it's Jack City <laughs> bone jacker um, his name is Vicendic and he said it like everyone should know who he is Vicendic. which is awesome Vicendic. God damn it. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff that kind of doesn't matter happens until you get to the fun stuff again. Um, oh, you skipped over the part where he has he gets lectured about Eagles by the landlord from uh, coming to America. By, wait, I missed that. Remember where he's like uh, the guy that's out there eating fucking uh, street rats or whatever? That oh, that yeah, that that happens a little later. That's that happens way after later. his first Frankie after his first on. big yeah. his first big chase. Um, oh, I thought at the beginning, like, gold, right the he end. he escapes the bone jackers, um, <laughs> and he's a free jacker. Yeah, he escapes them, goes to his old apartment to try to find Rene Russo. Then realizes it's 2009, which is the future. 18 by like years. 18 years. But somehow the guy working the door or whatever at his apartment was the same dude. Yeah. Also, also, it's only 20 years in the future, but everybody drives around in like dune buggies now and like like all kinds of weird shit. And like a champagne van. <laughs> what Drew Petrella joined. You I remember 2009? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Boddington's van driving around with just bottles of wine. The champagne van was pretty pretty wild. Um, Did anybody catch the Dial a Suicide billboard? No, I Is saw that, the, I, I kept seeing suicide, but I couldn't yeah. see what the what the word. I didn't see the. It was saying uh, suicide assistance. Yeah, they'll help you kill yourself. Um. He goes back, he finds his old friend slash manager, Benny? I think his name was Benny or something. Yeah. yeah so um, David Johansson. Yeah, David the, Johansson. The ghost of Christmas. Yeah. The ghost yeah. of Christmas past from uh, Scrooge. Yep. Yep. Um, and this guy's a real scumbag. He's like, all, he's like, a, this director had a thing for people with giant mouths because <laughs> he has a giant mouth. Mick Jagger has a giant mouth. Like, get me the biggest mouth you can find. Where's so, Jimmy Hart? 
Nice. He he lets uh, the free jacker. What's his name? Furlong. Something Furlong. Furlong. Alex Alex Furlong. Furlong. He lets Alex Furlong into his house, and then he takes him. What he says to set up a meeting with Rene Russo, but really he turns them over to the Bone Jackers again. <laughs> and they uh, they proceed to kill the Ghost of Christmas past and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, you get a fun little dirt bike slaughterhouse ride around. The slaughterhouse that was in the back of the diner. The back of the diner. <laughs> Like slaughterhouses stink like shit. Like, why would you eat there? Why was there a use building? Yeah, there, and they also are shooting lobotomy guns. Like they're not <laughs> eating like regular guns. <laughs> also, the cops I, are not. They're not cops, right? They were the the bone, the bone jackers. Or yeah. were they cops? I can't remember. No, I don't. The cops. There are no cops. No cops yeah. are in this. So entire the bone film. jackers. The bone jackers look like space balls. Like God said it. <laughs> Gogs is 100% right. They literally look like the Spaceballs bad guys, like the Spaceballs stormtroopers. No, I don't think there's any cops. I think everything is 100% uh, bone jackers. Bone jackers. It's all like corporate security forces. It's like they've all been defunded. Run. Shit, yeah. is this movie cyberpunk? Yeah, it's, are you kidding me? This no, movie cyberpunk is the most cyberpunk movie I think I've ever seen. This is the best cyberpunk movie ever made. It might be. It depends well, on whether or not you count Blade Runner. I do. Okay, then no. Hmm. Well, yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. So, yeah, so they chase through the restaurant and the sl- the, sl- the restaurant... So I, like, I, did, I did appreciate the... I appreciated the fact that Alex Furlong rode the motorcycle like out of the building, around the town for a while, escaping cops, then came back right up through the restaurant again. Yeah. Like, back oh, into the slaughterhouse again. Up the stairs, through the restaurant, <laughs> made the same guy knock his meal all over himself. Like, he started eating again immediately, I guess. He didn't, like, think what the fuck just happened. He just started eating his gruel. Yeah, that And, uh... Also, the motor... I forgot the motorcycle. Like, it, in 20 years, like, apparently to start your car or bike, it's all just a series of buttons and no English... Because they just stopped he just, right. he just like mashed at the fucking controls. It's like, <laughs> like oh, in twenty years, twenty years, it's just like, ah, eh, whatever. Let's just throw it all out. Like a lot of this movie would make more sense if it took place like hundreds of years in the future, not twenty. <laughs> I bet you what it was was the book was took place in that year and it was written whenever. Uh, yeah, and they just forgot, <laughs> or they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, it's no big deal. We'll just leave it how it is. So um, this not, they, 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 they didn't. They didn't think we'd be reviewing it on a podcast twenty <laughs> yeah. years later. The yeah. fact that somebody paid for this movie is insane. <laughs> so this um, leads to another chase, doesn't it? Isn't this like this movie's to the... all chases? Well, after yeah. this, he he goes to Rene Russo's yeah. actual. He takes the dirt bike, rides it through security. Goes to Rene Russo's actual house, which is oh, yet gotta, another gotta, setup. We got pause from, for half a second because there's like I guess there's a barrier that keeps diseased people out of like the nice part of town, yeah. and he blazes through that. It's like it's literally like two sawhorses. Like he just goes right through it. Like there's no, like it's like 
it's it's weak as shit. Yeah. Uh, did we even mention the central premise of why he gets pulled into the future? Because I feel like we went way over it. Well, I don't think nope. they, they, they revealed it yet, right? Like, isn't that yeah, they, of... at this point that they had, the, the other guy told him, I think. Oh, yeah, what uh, is it? That they take people who are about to die from the past, time travel them to the future, lobotomize them so that rich people can take over their bodies. Well, yeah, because the current state, then this is one of the, another plot hole in this movie. Because the current state of the world, like, everyone is filled with, like, pollution, and, and they're basically, their bodies are diseased. So, like, you gotta get fresh bodies from the past. Though, Emilio... They would have no immunities to anything. Well, that, and, like, Emilio Estevez is, like, he falls in, like, water at some point. Like, his body is completely ruined if that's, like, he's trying to, they're trying to get somebody, like, clean. But, I mean, like, you gotta, like, I will give, I gotta give it credit, like, the the concept is kind of i think the cons i like the concept because it's like it's like well they died anyway so it's like they forfeited all their rights to their well, life yeah, it's but like, doesn't I, everyone die God, like God, I mean, you didn't <laughs> see it probably but i was like facebook like this is the future libertarians want where like the yeah. minute you die you're like instantly property right and like and the laws allow this to happen because you're not you're not using it anymore and it's like finders keepers on your body i don't i like the premise i think the premise is great Finders keepers. Well, like the funny thing is because they talk about how he's not supposed to be awake, but the fact that they have a word for these people and like a whole like goon squad of space balls means this shit must happen constantly. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry, Alex. So he gets to we're at we're at Renee Russo's apartment now. Oh yeah, he gets to Renee Russo's apartment. She thinks he's somebody else has already free jacked him. Um <laughs> But he has to convince her that it's him. But then we find out this is all another setup by Vincente. And he's just like tracking him around the city. Um, and they go on a chase, a crazy chase. This is where the uh, champagne mobile comes into play. He, uh, he, he carjacks, not freejacks, mm. the champagne truck, starts driving that. And that's what he's escaping from the uh, space balls in. The red space ball, the uh, space balls wolf pack. The red space balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the original. The wolf pack. He uh, I got he drives. No reference. Don't worry. He ta- <laughs> he takes them on a chase around town, uh, almost depacketates himself. Nice, <laughs> and then I'm an athlete. Jumps off the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> As a final escape from Vincente, which I don't think people survive. Like people commit suicide. No, that's there, how right? that's exactly what TJ says. He's yeah, like, yeah, like, that's how people kill themselves. And he's fine. Yeah. yeah, and he's he hits the water. He swims away, and uh, Vincente is like he he has a line. He's like, "Hope he doesn't swallow any." There goes my commission. If he does, well, that's the thing. He knows I mean, he's dead. In- even if he doesn't swallow the water, like the wa- like your body isn't like uh, made of armor. Like he's going to be contaminated by what's ever in that terrible. Be mind. You don't know that. I mean, I don't know. Again, it, there's a nighty night. Keep your butthole tight. Mm. Yeah, there's water. Thank this you. Is Alan, there's water that's going to get in his butthole. Exactly. <laughs> Woof. It's true. When maybe he, they, this is... maybe they like deleted his asshole when they free jacked oh, him. Shit. They free jacked his butthole. <laughs> well, that's where they got to plug in the new soul. 
That's literally a plug. <laughs> it's like, it's a USB that they just jam in your anus. Oh, we put it in upside down. Um, this is where he washes up on shore and uh, is offered rat stew. River rat. River rat stew. Yeah. Uh, but the guy knows his name already. Yeah, because aren't there big ass billboards like saying like ten million dollars? Yeah, I don't know. I just assume this so guy's gone. Wait, yeah, this character doesn't make any sense. So at this point, he finds, or he's he survives. Well, he's he's part of the other group. The uh, that show up later, the, like the bums that are hired to catch him. Oh, what? he's like the Bowery King. He's, was oh, it? God, I, I totally missed that. Yeah, he's in that. I thought he was oh, one wow. of them. Okay. I completely. You're probably right. I totally missed that. Um, well, at this point, Rene Russo and Grand Old he, Bush are out driving around <laughs> looking for him. Yeah, yeah, they find him this time. Somehow, they a plan like a for him random, to escape. Somehow, they just show up at the right homeless camp, and he's there. It's like one of those, like, what? How did? The Goggs was so confused. He rewound the movie because he was like convinced that he missed a scene. It's like no, she just—they just happened to find him. Uh, can we get a shout out for Grandel Bush with his fucking future black guy haircut and katana for no reason? It wasn't even a katana; it was a tanto. It's like a small katana. <laughs> Somebody got fired for that blunder. Something you know? even more, even more ridiculous is that he has a tiny katana. And it's all for one moment when it's like ching, and he like. I feel like there was more to his character in in like the the cans cut of this movie or whatever. The three hour <laughs> free jack cut, yeah. Release uh, the three hour cut. Let's hit that Snyder cut. Um. So they <laughs> they find him. They come up with another plan where uh, they take him to a club to meet Lex Luthor. <laughs> Um. Oh yeah, we we never mentioned that. Uh, he gets he gets drunk on a uh, synthahol, I guess. Yeah, future. Something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then, he and gets then, drunk, goes on camera, and is basically like, like, "Come and get me." Yeah, we forgot to mention. He basically does. He basically does what Drax does in Guardians One. Oh, he, yeah. gets, he gets on the radio and he's telling everybody where he is, like, come kill me. Yeah, because there's like he basically there's, like, does that. Emilio Estevez's face is on the side of like every building in the city. Like there's a huge there's like a fourteen million dollar bounty on his head or something. So like everyone should be looking for him. Yeah. Um and there he goes, he gets drunk at the sex club. Then he becomes like the people's like champion for like half a second, and then they drop that subplot. But like, how much better of a movie would it be if everyone's at, like, it becomes the Warriors? Like, all of a sudden, like, it's like the whole town's after him. Like, and it's just all these different future gangs. Or it's the Running Man, like the book. You're like, that's kind of how that, that the premise of that. Too. And then he does a nine eleven at the end. Hell yeah, Ooh. he <laughs> does a nine eleven. He does. That's how the book ends. <laughs> oh, I know. I read it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, also like shout out to Gogs on this one. Gogs uh paused paused the movie, rewound and paused the movie because one of the dancers in the sex club that they were in had a huge ass. And we just had to take a minute to appreciate it. Shout out to that one. Shout out to Gogs. <laughs> Big up to Gogs. Bless up Gogs. 
Um, so they, so their plan is to get him onto Lex Luthor's boat to escape. Uh, they oh, go to the. They, I knew that guy from. Yeah, he was the. He was Lex Luthor and Lois and Clark, right? Yeah, the best uh, Superman show. Yes, that I get. He was also wasn't he the lead in an HBO show called Dream On? Or am I thinking of a different guy? Anybody? Uh, you're that thinking, wasn't that Larry Sanders? No. You weren't. Are you thinking of Brian Ben Ben? Wasn't yes. Him? I am I think thinking of Brian Ben Ben, uh, Dolph Lundgren's partner in some movie we watched. Yes, but I, I you're right. They look kind of similar. Yeah, I, that's where I knew him from. Thank you, Alec. I, I was like, why do I know that fucking guy? Also, um, he has he has a giant foot in his house. <laughs> yeah, he had all sorts of body parts. <laughs> so now. Oh, uh, the boat explodes. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Alex, Alex Furlong. Caruso. LeBron James's white friend shows up. <laughs> I got basketball on TV while I'm doing this. Uh, Alex Furlong and what was the black guy's name? Grand Old Bush. He's uh, Special okay. Agent Johnson from Die Hard. No, the. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He. Uh... <laughs> They have to go on a a two man wrecking crew to try to survive, um, and this is where the like the bums come into play. Like they're their own, they're their own group who are trying to capture. I guess the bounty on a. Oh no! They were trying. They were getting. They were. So in the very beginning, when the when the bone jackers get like um, like. I uh I almost said IUD IED and uh <laughs> and like they they're part of what's his name Mike Mike from Breaking Bad or whatever yes. uh, it's his, John, it's part of Jonathan Banks is in this movie he's great it, like they're they're being paid to take uh Alex Furlong out because they're using because he does because of their because that whole plot line Gods you have a great memory for like obscure characters in movies what is the name of the Bone Jackers tech guy with the the oh, with the eye patch? Yeah. It's like, eye oh, patch it's like, it was something stupid like scar or scratch. It's something. But he keeps taking his eye patch off, and his eye is fine. <laughs> it's um. Oh, it's oh, it's like it's it's some it's some sort of verb or adjective. It's or noun. Yeah, most things are. Yeah, Sorry, it, yeah, or some kind of it's adverb. Ripper is his name. Oh, Ripper. 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 Um. Yeah, and from from this point on, uh, Alex Furlong and him and uh, him and Vicente come to like a a mutual. Uh, somebody dropped a hot dog. Uh, I think it's important we mentioned that uh, Anthony Hopkins is uh, Rene Russo's <laughs> boss. Yeah, he's like in this movie, in and out, talking to her. Yeah, he's basically playing. A younger version of his character from Westworld. I feel like it was like the yeah. same. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Alex Furlong and uh, big old I can't remember what his Grand name was. Old Bush. Grand old Bush. They start. They fight the uh, the Bone Jackers and the whatever the other group was called. Uh, Grand old Bush gets got. And then he blows up a bunch of people with his yeah. last, with his with his uh, his martyrdom grenade. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> he took that. He took that perk. Uh, yeah, and then Alex Furlong uh, fights the biggest bone jacker, who's like nine feet tall and doesn't really like take any damage until he electrocutes his brains. Yeah, sometimes he gives I him the lobotomy. Until we watch these like late '80s, early '90s Normo movies, like how incredibly violent they were. Yeah, yeah, insanely violent. Um, that's like all they had, though. Like they're like, well, we gotta, we gotta, jo- we have to make these explosions as as good as possible, and it has to be super violent. No nudity in this movie, though. Mm-mm. They do have the soul filing cabinet, whatever. The, what was that thing called? Oh, the spiritual, uh, the spiritual switchboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, they did have the uh, the strip club at the beginning, or the porn theater, and yeah. the one uh, the oh, one he- movie was checks in the mail, M A L E. I thought that was funny. Um, Vicente and uh, Alex Furlong get into a they like a stare down, a respectful stare down where Vicente is glad that Furlong didn't kill him, and he gives him a five minute head start before he uh, hunts him down and takes him into his boss. Rene Russo saves him and driving like. I I don't even know what the fuck the thing would be. It's like an armored troop be transport called. Yeah, it's it's like the uh, what's the Batmobile called in the Dark Knight movies? The tumbler. The, it's like the tumbler on steroids. Uh, but he has but Vicendek or whatever has like a, like a whole stable of these things, and they all have like real fun color schemes. So they go back to find out who's. Who's uh, actually try? Who actually wanted Emilio Estevez freejacked? Uh, they get to the they get to the off the office building, which is the building where Rene Russo works. I feel like I'm missing something here. Well, no, no. they're going back. So she reaches out to her boss because, and she's like asking Anthony Hopkins for help. Tony and then Hop- it's re- and then it's revealed that Tony Hopkins is the guy who requested the the one of the body, and so now they're going to back. They're going there for answers. And they go to talk to Mike from Breaking Bad. Yeah, and then he Mike from Breaking Bad shows Anthony Hopkins is in like a fish tank, and his body is about to die. So well, we he's also like, we also sorry. have like a, an Emperor Palpatine scene with Hopkins earlier, where he gets a hologram face of Alex, which is hysterical and never referred to again. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, so yeah, so then, so then Mike from Breaking Bad like double cross. There's like a hundred double crosses. The third, the, yeah, the third act is nothing but double crosses. There's like a hundred of them in like five minutes. Like Mike from Breaking Bad double crosses, and then they go into this elevator, and then they go to like the thousandth floor and hundredth. <laughs> Like you know what? I'm kind of disappointed. Nobody in all this business shenanigans says consider this a hostile takeover. Yeah, mm. right. <laughs> uh, like Vicendic shows up, and like I, he, even though like he's kind of done at this point, like I don't like him at the end. It doesn't really make much sense. But anyway, so then they get up to the brain tube at the top of the <laughs> tower, and then what happens from there? 
um, they go through this weird hellscape of Anthony Hopkins' brain where they're like in his what, what was spirit they're in his spiritual whatever um Anthony Hopkins realizes he was wrong he shouldn't have done this and he's going to give all of going to give all the power to uh Alex Furlong uh but wait he was lying and <laughs> yeah. he's just stalling for Vicente to come up and let the free jack commence yeah. Let, let the ja- let the jacking come in. <laughs> like it's all basically because he wants to bang Rene Russo, but like yeah. he's dying the, and he wants to bang Rene Russo. That's it's like a really punch. terrible idea because it's it's not like he was ever planning on pretending to be Alex. Like he was just gonna have his body, so that that wouldn't be like a horrific. Like, I don't know, man. Like if you all of a sudden, I don't know, uh, got put into some. Winona Ryder's body, and it was still you. I'd be like, I'm still. Yeah, but like, you're, like, you're dealing with like the the premise of the movie is that this was like Rene Russo's like love of her life. So like, his resurrected corpse comes back as somebody else. I think that's what well, speaks true. volumes that like she, the only thing she loves about him is his like physical person if, and not if who he this is. This movie was trying to make that of uh, that fucking statement. Then yeah, I'll give you that one. But there's no way they were trying to. No, do right. <laughs> Yeah, but he's him, but with stacks is what you're also. Right. Also, like to th- to think that Rene Russo like never felt like bitch. You didn't have any other boyfriends, like yeah, you know, anybody else you fell in love with in twenty years. Rene Russo with your big old titties, I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a pretty traumatic way to lose love of your life. <laughs> Be rocket yeah. into a bridge. <laughs> yeah, it was so traumatic that she didn't age a day in eighteen years. Yeah, she looked exact. They didn't even they didn't even like give her like a gray hair or anything. Like she looked exactly. Yeah, the they should have gave her the rogue stripe. But to be fair. She kind of still looks the same now. Yeah, that is true. Fair. Uh, so yeah, so there's another double cross. Then the, Which, the and like, <clears throat> so yeah, he gets double crossed. They commence with the jacking. Um, <laughs> the it it spoil or something happens and it died cuts too early and they're not sure if the jack doesn't Mike completed? blast doesn't Mike blast the jack machine. I hate. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I think you're right. Jack's completed. It, 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 we're not sure if the jack completed or if it was like uh, edged. But some like tech out of left <laughs> field, like some guy that was not in the scene before, was like, I don't know. It could have happened. It might not have. It's like, hey guys, the producer asked me to explain this to you. Who are you? Just some guy. And, some guy. Ask this and that, guy. And that. So and tell you. So he. Ugh. Emilio Estevez fakes his way through, proving that he's uh, what's his name? Tony Hopkins', Tony Hopkins. character. Whacking great he, he 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 fudges his way through that. <laughs> so they kill they kill Mike from Breaking Bad. Oh, just completely unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, this part is so stupid. <laughs> and that because <laughs> the the way that he proves it is Vicente asks for his pin number. And he starts giving it to him, but 
He was just giving him a bullshit pin, and Vicente just lie. Like it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes. They could have no. just well, both no. turned their guns on Vicente, or it, they could have just both turned their guns on Mike, and that would have been that, it. That scene is the fool us because remember when he's in the dream sequence and he's like punching this series of numbers six, nine, four, whatever. So you're supposed to like take that he remembered that from the dream sequence, like. Well, that's what I assumed happened, yes. Right, but no, it's just there to mislead us. It, so well, no oh, well, there's another thing that TJ pointed out that is just for us, which is <laughs> yeah. when he looks at his bracelet that says what year he came from. <laughs> I like forgot he about remember, that! Like, he doesn't yeah. remember what year it was. <laughs> yeah, when they start the... When he, he time travels in the very beginning of the movie, he sees a billboard that says it's, you know, whatever. 2009. What is it? 2009. And he... It shows 2009, and then it cuts to him looking at his fucking, his, his racing thing, and it's like, 1995. Like, why would he need to see that? <laughs> like, did he forget? Like, <laughs> also, Give a break, he just exploded. <laughs> also, I just want to say that there was one thing, it was funny, because they were talking about how, like, um, there's a, there's a, there's a line in the movie, I forget exactly where, but they're talking about how if, um, you know, once the jacking was finished between Anthony Hopkins and Emilio, you know, that he would take on his characteristics and act like, uh, you know, like Anthony Hopkins. But I think it's funny that Emilio Estevez is such a horrible actor. He just acts completely the same through the entire movie, even when he's supposed to be faking to be Anthony Hopkins. He doesn't give any, he doesn't like change the way he talks. He doesn't like have any new mannerisms. Like it's literally the same like stone face he's had the entire movie. It's fucking hilarious. He just, he just puts on like the slightest <laughs> British accent at the end of whatever sentence he's saying. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he does a slight hello, like one of those oh. like spacey accents. But then he like drops. Like I don't know, I don't know what number you need. <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna now we're literally. Gonna take the lift. Oh god! Oh, and uh, while I take a piss in the loo, <laughs> aluminium. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then I'm he pretty dropped. sure they admit right there that he had the pin wrong. No, no, yeah. he drives away, and then Vicendic's like, "I know it was you because Vicendic can't drive." Like, what? Okay, yeah, but you knew it wasn't him, or I don't know, I don't know what. He knew it wasn't him already because he right. didn't get so, the pin right, and he, he had still to let us killed... know that he didn't know. <laughs> right? So yeah, to... I get. He killed Mike from Breaking Bad just for funzos. I guess <laughs> he, had to, he had to think of a funner way to threaten him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it now. This is too ridiculous. We'll wait. We'll bide our time. <laughs> Give it another day. You know how bone jacking slow in the fall. <laughs> we'll pick back up again until after the first. Uh, and that's about it. They drive off, and I guess an old Rolls Royce or something. Yeah. Vicendic yeah. and him are buddies now for some reason. Yeah, they're like they're like. It's like a Jason Statham and The Rock from the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there should have there should have been a, a sequel to this for Vicendic and and uh, Emilio Estevez teamed up. Yeah, I can't wait to go see Furlong and Vicendic. <laughs> that like and that's that's the movie. The movie the movie has a hard cut to the credits too, which is hilarious. Yeah, I think TJ was like TJ was like that's it. <laughs> just like just, just stop. And it's got a it's got a, a Scorpion song ends the movie. It's a great yeah, like yeah, it's fucking. It's not awesome. even a Rolling Stones song. No, no. Yeah, it's like the battery died on the movie. <laughs> Mick Jagger wasn't going to give up fucking Rolling Stones songs for this fucking movie. Are you kidding? 
Oh, uh, so yeah, that's Free Jack. Uh, what a movie! <laughs> what, what a fucking what a movie! What a fucking movie! This movie is is so horrible, but like so entertaining. Like it's it's awful as shit, but it's so like it's I don't know. Again, it, it's like I said a few minutes ago. It's the kind of bad movie that we don't get to watch anymore. Like it's when people say like, "Oh, movies; these are terrible movies." Like they talk about this, but this is a lot of fun. They're not talking about Shark Exorcist or yeah, like fucking this is like this is like, killer. this is like McDonald's. Right? It's not good for you, but no. it's enjoyable. Emilio so... Estevez is acting like people used to pretend that Keanu Reeves acted. Oh yeah, he's so bad. <laughs> everybody. All the acting is terrible. In oh, this movie. I strong disagree. I love Mick Jagger. He's like hamming it up so hard. Mike, like, did the whole time you were watching? Like, I, I couldn't help but do it, but like, I was just imagining Jermaine Clement in oh, every yeah, time Mick Jagger exactly. spoke. <laughs> Once you, I didn't until you texted that, and I was then I was ruined. <laughs> yeah. Like they should remake it just from his point of view, just with Jermaine. Have you seen? Great. Have you seen? Have you seen Furlong's short guy says yeah a lot. <laughs> there's so many like funny moments of technology in this movie. Like there's a part where uh, Furlong is getting chased by Vizendek, and he's got uh, Furlong has like a laptop in his car. And somehow the Vicen- truck has a laptop phone. Yeah, somehow Vicendek <laughs> is able to open and close the laptop. <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't, was- shut, don't shut the don't shut the thing. I'm scared of the dock, like no, laughing at him. And then he it- opens it back up like keep remotely. In mind, you, you hear Mick Jagger crystal fucking clear as he is standing at the top of a tank going 60 miles an hour down the highway. <laughs> And like again, like everybody drives like like it's 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 just twenty years in the future, but people are driving like bubble cars and dude. I think the and the Smegma crazies are like got all their hot rods like like jumping over ramps and exploding everywhere. TJ, I can't believe you asked if this was cyberpunk. This is like cyberpunk if they forgot to add the water, like they got the like the concentrated cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's supposed it, to be like ten parts water per one part. It's definitely water. yeah. You got like the corporate uh, nonsense and all. Yeah, but no, like the bit at the end where they kill Mike, like it was totally unnecessary. If he was just gonna help Alex Furlong, that's all he had to do was just shoot Mike. There's also like a scene. Everything with the the Mike character is a mess because there's a scene early on. Like we didn't. I don't think we. I think we might have skipped this. But the first person that helps. Emilio Estevez is uh, Honey, Honey Bunny. Bunny from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and, and she's a nun. Shotgun. Yeah, what's her yeah. name? Amanda Plummer. She's a nun, and like she helps him, and then eventually Mike picks her up to like interrogate her, and she kicks Mike in the nuts in oh, a scene that lasts best. for like ten minutes. It's the best t- like pratfall thing too in the middle of the series scene. They should have had like a ding dong. like steam came out of his ears, that'd be the only thing that would have made it any better. Like his eyes, his eyes crossed. Yeah, and like. It looks like a fucking Three Stooges bit. It's like, <laughs> like, what the fuck was that scene? There's like, there is like, tonally, this movie is just everywhere. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking mess. That whole scene where he's getting interviewed by TMs or the the closed circuit TV at the club, or and, yeah. and, they, and they turn the TV on and it's it's already on. It's like we're we're live at it's the like, network. It's like Mass Effect Two when he's getting interviewed in a bar. Like I'm Alex Furlong, and this is my favorite bar on the Citadel. Yeah, this is the yeah this is this is the thirty with Maria Mamumos. 
We're here with, <laughs> oh, we're shit. Here with Alex Furlong, known free jacker. And again, like, at, the, everyone at, in the, at the end of that scene, too, though, like all the people at the club are like, yeah, Alex, like go free jack or whatever. And then literally that is completely forgotten and dropped. Like, like, cause Gog, Gogs said it while we were watching the movie. Gogs was like, oh, he's going to become like, like the hero of the resistance, yeah. and there is no resistance. Nope. <laughs> I really thought there was going to be something. He, there. Did. Right? He, something. Did, he just also becomes a rich asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in retrospect, yeah, he's part of the problem. This yeah. is the fucking bootstraps movie. <laughs> like they could have done something really serious and just left it ambiguous as to whether or not that transfer worked. Where he's like, oh, sometimes it goes faster, sometimes it goes slower. We don't know. Yeah, no, no credits. Yeah. Also, the hilarious amount of 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 triple triple uh, stabs in the back and, uh, and yeah. he was like what twenty two. How hilarious would be if he shows up and he's like, "Oh, you're fucking old now. That's gross." <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, again, it, he he like it, he she looked exactly the same, so yeah. it's like, eh, whatevs. Maybe they were stuck in a time loop. Well, you like can tell that she movie was I older because she wasn't wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah, she wasn't oh. dressed like Flosk. <laughs> also, yeah, we've... Sweatshirt uh, and, like, legging jeans. Also, R- Renee Russo's apartment is uh, it's going into the, the movie, the podcast, Baller Apartment Hall of Fame, right <laughs> oh along God. with... Uh, what insane. was it? Who, who's apartment? It was in that uh, that mo- uh, Year of the Dragon or whatever. Oh, yeah, the, report, the freelance reporter that had... The yeah, had, like, this <laughs> ridiculous baller apartment. Which yeah. had an affinity pool in her kitchen. <laughs> Um. Oh man, uh, this... Mick Jagger. I think not the worst actor in this movie. I I think everybody's kind of great, except for doing, except for Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez is so bad. It's hilariously bad. Like, I know this is a weird comparison, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like um. I think I mentioned this during Riddick, where where uh, what's his face Vin Diesel just kind of is Vin Diesel, and everybody just kind of acts in his orbit. Like it's kind of what's going on in this movie. I agree with that. This movie is a certified flop financially. <laughs> you how don't much, say. How much did it cost and how much did it make? Uh, take a guess. Let's hear the guesses, boys. What year did it get made? 92. Uh, 35. Oh, so you're saying, you're saying 35? Okay, give me out and in. It goes 35 outlay. What's in? Six. Okay, Alec? Wait, what? How much did how it much cost, did it how cost and it how much did it make? Yeah. Uh, it made like 17 million. It cost. 35. I'm going to say a negative what's that? 16 million? Well, yeah, Alex actually right. I guess he might have looked it up. I saw the I saw the what it made last night when I was looking at it. I didn't know the budget. So what was oh. it? It made it, it was it was, it was 30, cost 30 million and it uh it made 17. Plus I mean, that's not that bucks. bad. Yeah, I mean ninety one ninety one dollars. Yeah, I guess that is pretty bad. Did it come out ninety one or is it just set in ninety one? It's no, it came out. What it says its initial release was ninety two in South Korea. Weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that Korean debut. Do you think this is like a Kim Jong Un project that he just kind of shuffled out to South Korea? Now I want to read Immortality Inc., which is the book it's based on, which is probably yeah. just altered carbon. Because that's yeah, really God's, all the thing this, is. This right? movie is very altered carbon, like the the switching out bodies <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess uh, let's get into five knuckle shuffles, shall we? Sean, 
Uh, eight. I think this nice. Like I, it's so much fun, and I'm never bored. This is kind of the movie I want Johnny Mnemonic to be. But yeah, I could see that. You know, because Johnny Mnemonic, even though it's like a better cast and kind of a better story, is like intensely boring in places. For this, I was having a fucking blast. It's so stupid. It's like let's make him a race car man, so that way he has the excuse to drive everything in the future: buses, dirt bikes, stuff. You know what? I kind of liked that because yeah, the point where he was doing yeah. like he was driving stuff well. I was like, you know what? That tracks. He's yeah. a race car guy. I mean, it's got cool ideas. I I like the spiritual switchboard and all that weird fucking like neuromancer shit at the end of it. Like I enjoyed the movie. Emilio Estevez is atrocious, but like for this to have an eighteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes, I think is ridiculous. Yeah, I could. I, I agree with that. Uh, goggles. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, a seven, but for most of the same reasons that Sean said, it's like it's not good. It's it, but it is fun. Uh, it it's not the best version of this movie. There's better versions of this out there. Uh, but I like like conceptually. <laughs> there's lots of fun concepts. There's lots of neat ideas. Um. And you're right, it's not boring. I think at one point TJ tried to announce we were watching it that there here comes the soggy middle, but it the, it didn't last. Like the thing's just it does just, there's there's a little bit of a soggy a little middle. Lull. Little tiny bit. But it's just it's just like it's like weapons grade stupid and it's just keeps <laughs> happening and, and and everyone's like sort of 100% into it except for Emilio Estevez who is just sort of wandering through it being kind of flippant and like weird. It's I don't know. And the poster bangs like that poster is legitimate. Um, yeah, that's a good. It's a good time. I'm not mad at the it. The poster could either be a movie or a gym. I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like the the poster's got like the poster has like I guess in the upper left corner. I guess that's the bum gang. And then oh, the, I gotta look at this poster. The bottom, man. the bottom is the bone jackers, and the upper right is just a future truck. I don't know, but. <laughs> It's, can't you share stuff in this chat? Now? Yeah, I can. Yeah, hold on. Oh wait, I is it just got the is this the grid poster? It's the grid, yeah. Oh my god, there's a free jack comic book. Oh, <laughs> wait, you like this poster? Song? Was there a video? Like, Did it have I a video game? Poster. I don't believe it had a video game. I'm, and the I, comic book was done by Howard Chaykin and Will Eisner. But yeah. <laughs> And like the technology at the end, like where he's put his hand Based on that on giant. Major, it was published by Now Comics. Oh. All right, I got. A, I got. I have like a really stupid observation, but I'm gonna say it. Can still buy it for two dollars. That Ooh. thing. That thing that he puts his hands on at the end to do the transference. Yeah. It looks like a big jack. Like if you're playing jacks. Yeah. <laughs> so Christopher <laughs> Nolan yeah. beat it for Inception. Ah, nice. It's a, it's a free jack. A free jack. <laughs> But anyway, Wait, but aren't the jacks the metal things? Yeah. So what's the ball called? The ball. Oh, that's not exciting. Nope. But anyway, I got, I got two Z's. Oh, this is one of those comics that they made a ton of in the '90s, where it has that semi-photorealistic uh-huh. cover. Chuck mm. Dixon wrote it. Ooh. Uh, the guy who runs the auto bar. No. Okay. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Collins. Chuck Dixon, a very very famous comic book writer, wrote. A lot of a lot of stuff from Marvel in the nineties. Uh, Alec, um, I'm gonna give it a six. Mm. I didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as you guys did, but it's way better than Jacob's Ladder. 
Jesus Christ. I mean, I just, I don't know. Twist the knife. Um, yeah, like it had some enjoyable parts, but it also had some like mind numbingly boring parts too. Uh, I oh, I like I almost turned it off at the end when they were in. Uh, <laughs> I forget if it was when they were doing the transference or before that with those like virtuosity <laughs> level effects. Oh God, it looked like, like a, it I looked almost like a... turned. Like, I was like I almost turned it off. I was like I can't like this. Is, it's like after dark screensavers. So yeah, it looked really yeah, bad. it was. Infinitely terrible effects. Um, but yeah, it had some fun parts. Like, I didn't... At first... I, I, I wonder if they... Has, what else has Big Jagger acted in? Has he been in, acted in a lot of movies? He's actually he been in a, a fantasy he's, movie? He's been in a bunch of stuff, but like he was in a lot of art movies in like the 60s and 70s. Like so the funny thing one. is, is that he always he he's like another one. He's like a Bruce Willis that like even though he's obviously like a very very famous musician, he's always wanted to be something else. Like he he's always tried acting. Like he's like I said, he's been in he's been in a bunch of stuff, but like probably a lot of not stuff you've seen. Actually, there's some targeted ad I keep getting for some movie that just came out on Amazon where he's like the villain. Is it No Safe Spaces? <laughs> Possibly. <I don't> know. <laughs> nah, I'll talk. To you. <laughs> I keep uh, I kept wondering through the movie because I felt like Mick Jagger got better as the movie went on. Like, did they film it chronologically? <laughs> and like his like his like acting ability actually got better, or I don't know. But uh, yeah, like it had you to, say like, that the movie couldn't give you any satisfaction. Oh, <laughs> it gave me a little satisfaction. <laughs> Also it didn't give sugar. me no satisfaction. It didn't give you any brown sugar. Also, talk woman. It didn't paint it black. Did it give you shelter though? Um. Yeah. It also. It did. It gave me shelter all along the watchtower. Nice. The, be- the best Rolling Stone song is a song called "Cocksucker Blues." Look it up. It's hilarious. Mm. They made it to try to piss the record label off, but it's literally like "When I get my ass fucked, when I get my dick sucked." <laughs> it's incredible. Nice. It's like a Wheeler Walker song. <laughs> um, yeah, like we've watched worse things very recently, but this <laughs> was uh, this was perfectly fine. But I don't think it's something that's going to leave like an, a big impression on me. Maybe if it had a better lead. Yeah, the lead um, is bad. Like Keanu Reeves should have been the lead in this movie. <laughs> He what about the, what about the ta- the Taika Waititi remake with Jermaine Clement? Who's the lead? Who's playing Emilio Estevez's character? Uh, the kid from Jojo Rabbit. Nice. <laughs> He's the race car driver. Nice. Um. Yeah. Uh, who? TJ? TJ and I forget who went already. TJ's the last oh. one. Uh, it's a seven for me, dog. Uh, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, it's, it's very bad, but it's very entertaining. Um, again, it, it made me, it, every, everything in, 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 in our show puts stuff in such strange con like context, right? Because again, like I have such, I have such a knee jerk reaction out when people talk about bad movies because it's like, I feel like we've been through this shit. And people like bring up movies like this all the time. Like Free Jack is a movie 
in particular that gets brought up a lot as like a classic bad movie. But again, like this isn't this is this is I mean it's bad, but it's funny and like it's entertaining and it's full of like like I it, Gogs, is that that was it Peter Travers? Was that like a real quote where you No, realized? no, that was just I was just I just made that up. Oh uh, <laughs> it could have been. I mean if it, what did you say? What was the fake quote? It was like it was a it was a, oh it was um Oh fuck! Something something mess. I don't know. I said something uh, clever. No, it's gone you now. you said you said something very clever, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's gone now. But like this movie is such an ambitious failure. It's but it's like a high so, concept mess. Yeah, it, then that's what it is. Like there's so many ideas, and like it's like you you they're dying to tell this like kind of complicated story, but they don't really know what they're doing, and it's kind of endearing in that way. Yeah, it's weird how like the social order is like reference a lot but never addressed it's just the world it, there it's like the world building in this is like non-existent and you feel like it should like like a like we just talked about when gogs is gogs's impression was oh there's going to be a resistance and like he's going to be the hero that is like the natural kind of progression for this kind of story right and even I feel like there's even like a little bit of hint of that again at that that club scene because everybody's like cheering him on and you think that there had been like some kind of story based around that, but like the, the, the filmmakers aren't interested in the world at all. Like they want the smallest, like narrow cast possible. And it, it's kind of, it's funny. It's like a detriment in a way. And it's kind of like, it makes the movie funnier because of that, because all the things they ignore, like, again, like Sean said, the Rene Russo driver, he seems like he should have been a bigger deal. He's like barely in the movie. But he's like a street samurai, which is a class of character in Shadowrun. Um, uh, but like, I, I don't know. The, the, but there's so many moments that are just flat out hilarious, intentional or otherwise. Like there's this scene that, that I was convinced they were going to come back to at the end of the movie because it makes the most sense. There's this scene, but, but again, it's just totally dropped and it makes no sense why they even put it in the fucking movie where Mick Jagger has this like truth telling machine. Right, you're telling a table. Yeah, he's got a table that tells the, that makes people tell the truth, and he he that goon that has like the, the 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 eye patch or whatever. He like has this whole interrogation scene using that table. So you would think that when you have a question of a guy's identity at the end of the movie, that he would use that fucking table to be like, "Oh, it's you." Like, th- why else would you have that fucking scene? <laughs> but it doesn't. Have, it just done. It was. They never yeah. hunt down like who betrayed them. Like they never. It's like such, such a dropped plot. There's point. so many things that just like like it's like the writer like wrote this over a weekend and didn't like reread anything he wrote. It's like oh yeah, do this. Oh yeah, do that. Oh cocaine, oh, cocaine, cocaine. Fucking fucking uh, the the New York Dolls guy, David Johansson, has this this like scene where he's trying to do some world building and he's like, oh Renee Russo, she lives over in like the the. The fucking fancy, the bourgeois, you know, fucking area of town that's like sectioned off so people can't get in. And like, he literally just drives through like a wall <laughs> or something. Like, it's like, two saw horses. There's it's nothing, two saw horses. Yeah, like, there's, there's no, like, there's no it's gate. Like, it's like there's the no fucking, guns. It's like the fucking state episode with the, <laughs> the, the state sketch where it's like uh, the, the prison that, that has the big open gate and they're like, we're just going to consider this area off limits. 
<laughs> like, as that's a it. courtesy to me. <laughs> as a courtesy. And then he sneaks out, but he just goes, he's like, that, that big open door that leads to the freeway out of the other state. <laughs> There's only two ways out of this prison. <laughs> One, One is, is in a dead box. in a pond box, <laughs> and the other is that big <laughs> wide big open, open gate, gate right over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, like, there's so many things like that. Like it's just, but it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious at how badly written it is. It yeah, was super, it was super fun to watch. Like oh, with, with TJ, there's yeah. so much shit in here. You could make a whole like 15 episode TV show about the world of Free Jack. Well, I wonder. I wonder what the book is like. I bet you the book has all that shit flushed out. I would oh, be willing to bet. That or it's exactly the same. It's a fucking disaster. I don't know. I never heard of this writer before. Not that I know like every fucking science fiction writer, but I've never heard of this guy. You know, a couple uh, other a couple other movies directed by this director. Who? Did, what did else uh, did he make? Young Guns Two. I love Young Guns Two. Uh, Under Siege Two. Oof. This guy only makes sequels. <laughs> and Free Jack. Well, he only made three movies. Jack. No, he made a bunch, but those are the only two that I like. Yeah. Under Siege Two and, and Young Guns Two. Young Guns Two is the inferior film to Young Guns One, obviously. Young Guns. I don't 2, know. They're both. They're both really good. Young Young Guns Two is the the fucking. Uh, it's the that's the the Bon Jovi soundtracked one, right? That's what Fuck Blaze, yeah. Glory. That's Blaze yeah. of Glory. Yeah. Yeah. So, Immortality Inc., according to Wikipedia, the story was loosely adapted into the 1992 film <laughs> Free Jack. Loosely. A, a famous scene from the novel involving a character lost in a future New York City and mistakenly getting in line for a suicide booth was parodied in the pilot episode of Futurama. Yeah. That fu- <laughs> suicide booth is also, that's taken from, uh, what the hell is that? Possibly guy this, because this is from 1959. No, it's even earlier than that. The guy that wrote the the King in Yellow, Richard Chamberlain, mm. he has a story that and that book was published in like eighteen something. But there's a story about future. That book is so old. The it's got a story about future New York, but it's so old. Future New York is like 1932 or something, and they have suicide booths. It's like a whole wow. thing. So yeah, that, there you go. I don't even read the King in Yellow. It's it's interesting. Yeah, we also uh, have detective. What's that? Yeah, we all saw True Detective. Well, I read it after True Detective. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you I did. <laughs> <laughs> I totally did. Uh, anyway, all right, that's uh, that's Free Jack. Whose pick is it next week? Who who wants to go? This was Sean's pick, right? Yes, yes. I have a pick. I, I I I was. You go. You want me to go? Yeah. I picked Twelve Monkeys. Sweet. Mm. Oh, I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it in years. It's probably too good, but I feel like. Uh, I feel like I want to watch it. It's that was on, that was on my who was that was on my short list. I almost made I almost picked the movie that it's based on, Lajete, but that's not really a movie. It's like a slideshow with narration, and I didn't want to put you guys through that. It's still cool though. You should watch it. Super and short. I, I think it's only twenty minutes yeah. long. It's kind of neat to watch Lajete after you watch Twelve Monkeys. I think one of the DVDs came with Lajete mm-hmm. on it. Uh, the special edition DVD had it on there, and I think I want to say that there's a criterion of La Jete, but it's it's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Twelve Monkeys. I don't know. I was I was bouncing between a lot of different movies, but I was like, eh, you know, I haven't watched Twelve Monkeys in a long time. I'd love to revisit it and watch it, it you know, and under this prism to see how I feel about it now. 
and uh, I didn't. God, do, you, do you have a? Do I you do. have your pick? Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to go with uh, Top oh, Cop, but now I'm going to go Sorry. with Source Code. I have. Ooh, I, I'd like I to watch six ad, Believe it or not, I got it on Blu-ray. Uh, Twelve Monkeys is on Hulu, by the way, guys. So we should all be able nice. to watch it pretty easily. What do you got, Alec? If you got yours, I'm, I'm down night. between two. It's uh, it's either uh, Time After Time, that movie we were talking about with Jack the Ripper and uh, H.G. Wells. <laughs> I do yeah. kind of watch that. Or Black Knight. Or Black Knight. What? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Man. that's tight. <laughs> no, I'm gonna pick a Night's Tale because it has classic oh. or current, current current music in the classic setting. Love that movie. Can I get um, a it, on that? It's either Time After Time or uh, oh shit, uh, Palm Springs. That movie that yeah. came out on Hulu earlier this year. Wouldn't mind watching either one of those. Did so anybody almost I don't know? Pick Safety Not Guaranteed. I Forgot looked at that. About that hard movie. look at that. that. Yeah, but that doesn't really. Movie. I mean, it the time have a travel doesn't bit. happen until the end. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah, but that movie's outstanding. That I movie is that. great. That movie's very good. That's the movie that got Colin Trevorrow. Uh, yeah, a Star Jurassic Wars movie that he yeah. stopped. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Well, he. I give yeah. him a lot of credit because he saw what the fucking mess was and was like, "Yeah, I'm out." <laughs> You're doing what with the second one? Yeah, no thanks. That was the smart. He, that guy is very smart. And then he's went on to make really bad Jurassic Park sequels. Hmm. He's made both of them, and they're both terrible. Yeah, but at least they're an auteur piece. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's fine. The second one's not good. The first one's kind of fun. Yeah. The second one's real bad. Laser guided raptors. Yeah, the second the one second, is stupid. The second one, then the raptor is a ninja in the second one. Yeah, yeah it does right. like spin we're bidding, We're bidding away this dinosaur. <laughs> also, there's a Tyrannosaurus in the basement somehow. Yeah, yeah there's it, everything in the it's basement. It's literally we got, the, the yeah, fucking, got, it, the house is like the fucking Resident Evil mansion. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's <laughs> Dino Crisis, the mansion. <laughs> yeah, and the girl. Dude, why haven't they made a new Dino Crisis? I love that game. Mm. Dude, make a new Dino. Gogs, make a new Dino Crisis. <laughs> yeah, you hear that? I'll, I'll go I'm, after we're done here. I'll go make a new Dino Crisis. Also, make a new Parasite Eve. That game was Ooh, good. Too. Yeah, uh, you know that's based on together. like eight books. Yeah, well, I watched. There's a there's a movie, a Japanese movie that's like a prequel to the games. It's pretty yeah. good. Live action. Mm. All right, I gotta get on my things about that. Love you, boys. <laughs> your penis. Bye, everybody. everybody. Eat your own ass to death. Later. Dude. Hopefully when our next show Trump